Today's daf is Shabbos daf Samach Beis. We are on Samach Beis and Madalaf, the Mishnah of Leisei Isha. So, we are continuing the parak of Isha Yoytzus, Isha Ina Yoytzus, what a woman could go out with on Shabbos, what is carrying, what is not considered carrying. So, this Mishnah talks about things that would probably be an Isra de Arisa. So, let's see. Leisei Isha Vemachan Hanakuva. Woman cannot go out with a machat, a needle, Hanakuva that has a hole in it, that's pierced, that's ready for sewing. So, it's not an ornament, it's a sewing needle. So, we're going to see it's an Isra de Arisa. According to this mission of Lebet Abbas, nor can she go out with a ring that has a chaisim, that has a signet, not with a brooch that would keep her shirt up, she cannot go out with this chaivela, some type of bag of spices that they would tie on their necks, and she can't go out with a, a little bottle of oil, they would wear it, it would smell good, but you cannot wear that on Shabbos, so we're going to see exactly why. If you go out with any of these things, if she would go out, she would be meaning it will be an Isser Daraisa. That is the opinion of our mayor. No, when it comes to the spice bundle, she is potter. With this little bottle of oil, also, she would be, she would be putter. It's only an Issa Durabana. So we're going to explain these things one by one. So Ula. So Ula says, when it comes to the discussion of a ring, the opposite would be by a man. That means if a man would go out with a ring that has a chaisam, it would only be an isadarabanan. When a woman goes out with a ring that has a chaisam, it's an isadaraisa. And what about the opposite? Let's say a man would go out with a band without a signet. So for him, it would be an isadaraisa, according to Ula. However, when a woman goes out, it's only in a Sadrabana that she might end up showing her friends. I would have thought to say that we don't differentiate between what's fit for women and what's fit for men. We would just have one halacha category, Hilchos Haitzah and Shabbos. Look in Shochanarch, Hilchos Haitzah, and whatever humans typically wear is considered a tachshit, and whatever they don't wear is not considered a tachshit. I don't know if we would differentiate between men versus women. So comes Ula, Ula teaches us, Midi something that's fit for men, Lechazelisha, doesn't necessarily say that it's mutter for a woman to go out with on Shabbos. Midi Lechazelisha, Lechazelisha doesn't necessarily mean that it's fit for a man to go out. So the Master of Yosef, Rav Yosef asked the following question. It says, Haroyin, shepherds, Yotzin Besakan, they could go out with this, uh, some type of sackcloth they would wear to protect them from, from the rain, some type of covering. But it sounds like only the shepherds would wear it. But the Brysa says, Veloi Haroyin Bavadam Ruin, not only can shepherds go out with it, anybody could, Ella Adam, anybody could walk out with this on Shabbos. So why did the Brysa choose to call it the Royim, the shepherds? Ella Shedakar Shel Haroyim, Motes Besakin. It was typical, uh, yeah, it was typical for the shepherds to go out with this sackcloth. So we see we don't differentiate between different types of uh, business, you know, uh, different types of people, different industries that they that they're in so maybe the same should think should be for men and women some are if no because some are ula holds that's different People wear sackcloth. Which type of people? Shepherds. But Nashim, Kasavar Ula, Nashim Ambifne Atzmanhain. Nashim is considered like a, its own Bria, its own type of people, and therefore we don't necessarily prove that people walk out with something just because women walk out with it. Or the opposite. We don't prove that people walk out with something just because men walk out with it. We have to we have to judge it by its own section. Women versus men. It says, the Bryce says, someone who finds tefillin on Shabbos 
out in the street in a Rishos Rabim. So the halacha is, even though we just mentioned you're not allowed to wear it's filling in the street on Shabbos, there'll be an Isidra Abbanan. In, in a place where it's going to get ruined if you leave it there, so we'll violate an Isidra Abbanan. So the halacha is machnison zug zug. You wear them one at a time, you bring it in, you go back out, you put it on again. So one pure filling at a time. Echad ish, echad isha. Men could do it and women could do it. So hold on a second. How are women able to to wear tefillin on Shabbos if if for, for if it's only considered a malbush for men? Women don't wear tefillin, so when a woman puts on tefillin, she should be violating it. It's a derisa of wearing a masui. That's something that she doesn't wear. And, and if you hold that humans are humans, fine. But if men and women are considered separate things, so then just because men wear tefillin every day doesn't mean women wear tefillin. So for them, it's not considered clothing. And therefore, women are putter from tefillin. So if they're putter from tefillin, they're never going to wear tefillin. If they're never going to wear tefillin, how is it considered a Levisha for them, a tashit. So the Gemara says, Hasam, that Brisa, Kasavara Meir Laila's Mantfilnu. That Brisa is the opinion of Rav Meir. There's a famous Machlaikis from Meir and the Chacham in Erevin Daf Tzadihe. So that goes, so this fits with Shitas Rav Meir. And Rav Meir holds Laila's Mantfilnu. Really, there's no meat, and really, one is. Mechuyiv to wear tefillin at night and the Shabbos man tefillin when Shabbos is the zman tefillin. Havle mitzvah sasei shaloi hazman grama. So we'll wait till Mesechtas Erevin to get into the lambdas of this, but let's take it at face value. Rameir holds that tefillin applies on Shabbos and at night, and therefore there's no time where you're putter from tefillin. So if there's no time specifically when I'm putter from tefillin, that means it's not a mitzvah sasei. Uh, it has nothing to do with time. You wear tefillin all day, all night. Don't bring me a proof from that mission that said women could wear tefillin and bring it in. That's referring to a shita of Rameir who holds women or we'll see it and therefore there is no question. So now the Gemara says like this. You told me that if a woman wears a ring that has a signet on it since it's not a tachshit for them, it's not an ornament, so they're chay of a chatos, meaning it's a isodereisa. Hold on a second. That's not a typical way to carry something. When we think of carrying something, you think of someone, you know, you're running back holding a football. So that's called carrying, right? So when someone wears something, that's not called carrying isodereisa. Isn't that it's not the typical way to, to carry this item? Now, when it comes to something that you typically wear, and it's a masri, a briefcase, that's the way you wear it. But a ring, if women don't wear a ring that has a chaisam, so by them wearing it, instead of carrying it, they should really carry it. Let's say they were transporting it from place to place. Since they don't typically wear it, the dera chaitzah would be to carry it, to transport it, not to wear it. This is an example of chaitzah kilachayad, in an unusual way, and therefore it should only be an isadrabah. We're talking about a woman... Who she she uh she's a uh she stamps things she's a uh gizbaris, a treasurer however you want to call it so therefore she always has the these rings and she would she for her it's normal for her to wear it so isha you figured out a case of a woman that typically for her it's considered normal to wear this ring in that in that way now when it, so it's very interesting when it comes to 
we have two different shilas here. So sorry for jumping ahead. Let's just take a step back. We have two different shilas here. One shila is when I try to figure out if a article of clothing or a specific type of necklace, jewelry, if that's considered normal for women to wear. So then I have to go by the majority or the norm. Do most people, or most, if it's specifically man or man or woman, do most men wear it? Do most women wear it? I don't care if this specific person decides to wear things all the time. That's not going to make or break halacha. It has to go by. Do most people consider this a a uh, ornament? That's one halacha. So therefore, when it comes to this ring that has a signet on it, the halacha clearly is for women. That's considered a master. Women don't typically wear it now. Question number two is like this. Since women don't typically wear it, so in, instead, of, instead of holding it on the street and holding it in their hand, a, a woman would actually put it on her finger. So since it's not normal to wear it like that, so for this woman, she's, she herself is carrying it. That's not the normal way to transport it from point A to point B. So comes along the Gemara, we'll find you an example of a woman who, for her specifically, that is the normal way she carries it. So if it's the normal way she would carry it, then she is actually carrying it the typical way. It'll be an Isra Daraisa for her. Meaning you could have two people doing things, the same exact action. If one person is considered unusual, for someone who is not a notary, she never stamps things. So for her to wear a ring on Shabbos that has a signet, she would only be but for a woman who's a notary, she's a gizbaris. For her, it's an isra deraisa because that's the typical way she wears it. So I'm a rabbi rachana. Then fine. You, you figured out how to understand teiratsta isha ishma What about men? When would a man walk around with a wedding with a band that doesn't have a signet? So you told me he's chayiv midaraisa, but. He's not holding it in his hand. He's wearing it, and that's not normal, so he's wearing it. So the Gemara says, So I'll give you a different tarot. The reason why it's considered a normal way to wear it is because there are times when a man gives uh, a ring to his wife. He, he gives his ring that has the signet to his wife to put it back in the jewelry box. So she'll wear it until she gets there. So therefore, it's considered that sometimes it will be worn in that manner. And therefore, by walking around on Shabbos like that, that will be Nisad She gives him to go to the jeweler to fix it. And instead of holding it on his hand, he'll put it on his finger. And he'll put it on his hand until he gets to the Eitzeluma. So by the way, there's a fascinating machoikas in some of the Achreinim regarding, and you can look in Hilchas uh, in Yeridea, in the second Chalik, discussing Leisilbash, can a man wear a woman's jewelry? Maybe the only problem is uh, simlas isha, clothing. What about jewelry? It seems from this Gemara that, yeah, the women would put their, put, put their husband's rings on their finger when they bring it back to the jewelry box. And the husband was bringing his wife's ring to the jeweler, and he puts it on his finger. So we'll see that at a different time. But some of the Achranim pick up on this Gemara, and they say, what's going on here? How could that be? Uh, what the Gemara says, and that, that, that's how it's a normal way to wear it, wouldn't that be a violation of, of Lysilbash? Okay. Either way, the Gemara figured out that although it's not the norm for, for men or women to consider these things ornaments, and therefore it's an Isra to go out with it on Shabbos, however, it's still called Derechait Sabakach. By putting it on, since there are times when they would put it on, that would be considered the normal way of wearing it, and it will be an Isra Deraiz. That's the Pshat on the Mishnah. So let's move on to the next part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Veloi be Kulyar, Veloi be Chavelish. Can't go with a Kulyar. 
and she can't go out with a kaivela. So let's see what these things are. My kulir, what is kulir? I'm a rav. Mach banta. It's some type of brooch that would close the uh, a woman's shirt would close it. So that's what they would use it for. Okay, now why is it considered? So the Mishnah says why is it considered a uh, a masa? Because most people don't use it. So Amarav, uh, I'm sorry. So I skipped a kavelas. What about a kavelas? What's kavelas? Amarav chaymarta de pilan. It's a uh, it's a small container or some type of package that has this pilan in it. So it was some type of smell that if you look at Rashi, Rashi says that there are women that would have this uh, bad body odor and they would use this perfume bag hanging from them. Okay? Some type of thing containing a pilon. She can go with a kavelas, which is this uh, spice thing. She goes out, she's You can't go out. Meaning, there, there, it would be an issue to go out, but she did go out. Petura, it's only an issue to Rabbanon, she does not have to bring a chatash. No problem, you're allowed to go out. It's 100% mutter to go out with this bundle that has this perfume or spices on Shabbos, no problem. So the Gemara asked him, my commitment, what exactly is the Machlekes? So the Mayor Savar holds Issa because Masahu. It's a schlep, nobody wears this, it's crazy. And, th- and since most women do not wear it. Only women that have bad body odor. Therefore, it's considered a masoi. Nobody wants to wear it. And iser deraisa. Rabbanan savri tachshiru. For these women, it's normal for them to wear it. So it's considered a tachshit. The Dilma, so what's the problem? So why, in fact, is it iser derabbanan? The problem is the classic reason when it comes to a tachshit. Why would it be aser? The Dilma sholfa umachvia. Maybe she'll take it off and she'll show it to her friend. She went up carrying So classic problem of jewelry. There's no problem here. Who puts these things on? You know, the, the person that has the, a lot of cologne, he's the one that has the bad smell. So the woman that would wear these perfume pouches, it was because they had bad body odor. So... It's a isha sherechara. Isha sherechara lo yishofo mechave. She's not busy showing it to her friend. It's embarrassing. You don't want to show everyone that you needed this smell because you really have bad body odor. And therefore, it's not going to end up happening. She's not going to take it off and then show people. Therefore, there is no concern. Vatana. So the Gemara says, "We says it's mutter. The Brisa clearly says Rebelezer himself said poiter. It's only potter. Sounds like potter. Avul aser is the abundance. The Mars is like hasha. It depends who he was arguing with. When our mayor says, when he argues directly with our mayor, our mayor says aser. So how would you argue with someone that says aser? You say potter. It's not aser. So." When he's arguing with the Rabbanon, then he says, Then Abelazar says the words, So the Gemara says, What is the, where do we see Rameir and Rabbanon arguing directly with each other? So the Gemara says, The woman cannot go out with a ring on her hand. It seems like there's some type of, uh, sorry, a key. A key on her hand. It was, Put on her hand like a, like a piece of jewelry. She cannot go out like that. Rabbi Lezer says, 
uh, should be a putter when she has this uh, spice bundle or this little jug of oil hanging around her. So the says, hold on a second. How is that a machoikas? Who mentioned anything about the spice packet? That Rabbi Lezer says it's motors. We're missing some words here. The the Mishnah says like this. So let's read the Mishnah again. A woman cannot go out with a key, a mafteach, and bechayvelas, the spice packets, this this thing of oil. she cannot go out. According to the Tanakhama, she's chayav achatos. That's the sheet of Rameir. Comes Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar comes in and says, "There's two pieces here. When it comes to chayvelas, she's potter, but he doesn't say mutter because he's arguing with Rameir. Rameir said chayav. He says potter. Now, b'med v'amurim." When is Rebel Lazar Mako? That's Kishayesh Behem Boysen, when the spice packet has some spices in them. So, therefore, there's a use. There's a use for this. Uh, you know, you have your necklace and you have the spice packet tied around her neck, and it smells good. But that's only when the perfume, the spice is in there. I will aim behind Boysen. If there's no spice in them or oil in, in the uh, flask, then Chayevas. If she's holding an empty jar, she'd be Chayev because there it's not functioning as anything. Nobody wears it as an ornament, so it's not helping her. It's just empty. She's waiting for a refill, then she'd be Chayev. So Amrav Adabar Ahaba Zoysimara. So according to that, if you're telling me we go by the container, then Hamoitsi Oichlun Pachas Mikashir Kli Chayev. Let's say a person took out a a uh, a bottle, a bottle of water, and had less than the shear of mashke, less than the shear of liquid. So we're gonna get into what exactly the shear of liquid is. Let's assume it's a revius right now. The shear of carrying, meaning when it comes to a person violating Shabbos, to be Chayev Achatos, to be Chayev a a, uh, or Chayv Skila for being Machal Shabbos. We know Chatzis Shir Asum in There's definitely an Isra of carrying less than the Shir. The question is let's say a person takes a, uh, a bottle, but the bottle only has, I don't know, a, 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 a half of the Shir of liquid in order to be Chayv. So on one end, you could say, well, he's carrying a bottle. The bottle itself is a keli. He should definitely be chayev for carrying a bottle. On the other hand, the bottle was it was bottled to the liquid. You're only taking out the bottle because you're trying to carry the liquid. Since the liquid is less than the sherry, you should be putter. So comes from Adabar and he says, according to our beloved just said, that if you carry this pouch, this packet, and you don't have any spices in it, you're chayev on the packet, so the same thing should apply when it comes to bottle of water. Let's ignore the water, and we'll look at the bottle, and you should be chayev on the bottle. So he says like that. It should be like the case of where you don't have enough spices, where the spices are less than the shear. The katani chayevas and Rabbi says you're chayev. So says no. Rabashi Yomer, but Alma emalach pater. Right, you know, typically when it comes to the food, you'd be pater. Why? Because there, I'm only taking out the bottle for the food. So why, by the case of spices, is it different? There's nothing there at all. If you're taking an empty bottle of water, you're carrying an empty bottle in order to fill it up later, but if you have an empty bottle, then you're chayev. But if you take a bottle that has two ounces of water in it, less than revius, you'd be putter, because there, you're machshava, we say, melechas machshava is asrotaira. Your machshav is on the water. If your machshav is on the bottle, then a person would be over. So therefore, don't compare it to this case. This case, the lace in the mashasha cloud. Now, once we mention oil, we get into a, a whole agarata discussion. So let's see. Vreshes shemonim mshachu. So the pasuk says in Amos. So Amos, uh, the navi is telling the people that uh, they're giving them musr for 
for not listening to the Nevoah and for not doing tshuva. So classic Navi. This is talking about people that would anoint themselves with this with this payatoin, with this balsam that we just mentioned in our Gemara. So Master Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says we have a brisa. The brisa is in Saito, the Gemara in the last Dauphin Saito brings some of this. Many of these halachas are found in Simon Tuf Kuf Samach in Arachaim. Many things that we don't do as manazeh as a avelus on the Chorban. One of them is listening to music. People ask, you know, during Sira, where does it say in Shulchan Aruch that you can't listen to music during Sira? So the, the truth is you're not going to find it. The only source you're going to find is a Magan Avram. The Magan Avram says there's an Isser of Rikudim, Lassus Rikudim, to make, uh, to dance by during Sira. So where does this whole thing come from of listening to music? So the truth is, if you look in Shulchan Aruch, that the entire year, a person cannot listen to, let's, let's call it live music, as as a avelos on the Chorban. So that's one of those halachas we, we gave shirim, you know, in different uh, formats, different different times, regarding recorder music, record, regarding going to weddings and concerts, all these different things. But that is in found in that simon, Tav Kuf Samach, in Arachaim. Take out your Mishra Brewer, it's in Chelek Vav, and you'll see it. Okay. So Master Rav Yosef, he asked from the, from that Bryce. The Bryce talks about the Chorban Abayas. Af al Payot and Gazer Rabbi Yudim Bava. So Rabbi Yudim Bava was Gazer many Gazeras. They didn't eat meat that first year. A lot of things they didn't do. Gemar Bava Basra, they didn't do. So one thing was, he said, you cannot sh- anoint yourself with this uh, Paliyaton, with this balsam oil. But the Chalm did not agree with him. Now, vi Misham Tainog. If you tell me that that whole Pasuk, the Pasuk was, Bracious Shemonim Yimshachu, and that Pasuk was talking about having too much Tainog from these oils, so So why did the Chacham not agree with him? Maybe it's a, it's a good Gezerah. They shouldn't have any benefit from these oils from after the Chorban Abayas. As a son of Avelos, one should not anoint themselves with oils. According to you, if you're going to go with that Pasuk, anything that says in that Pasuk should be usher, the Pasuk says, those who uh, drink out of... Uh, out of cups of, of, of wine, Rabbi is talking about Kinishkanin. Rashi says there's a glass that has uh, two spouts, and you'd have two people drinking from it at the same time. So uh, you ask your uh, your frat boys, and they'll explain to you what exactly these things are. So that's called the Mizrukayayin. Rav Ami Rav Asi, Chadamar Kinishkonin, is talking about Kinishkonin. They would throw cups to each other, like juggling cups, juggling cups of wine. That's Kinishkonin. So Hachinami the Asr, is it true that this is Asr? It's in the Pasuk. So if we're saying everything that's mentioned in the Pasuk is Asr, as a as an Avelos of the Chorban Abayas, so this should also be Asr. Hachinami the Asr, Rabbi Rav Huna, Ekele Bebesh Galusa, Rabbi Huna was in the Bebesh Galusa, Veshasa Kinishkonin, and they drank out of this thing, either this two spout thing, or they were juggling. Rabbi Rav did not say anything to to the Reish Galusa, and they were drinking like that. So if, in fact, there was Asr, he would have said something. So Ella, don't bring me a proof from every single list in the puzzle, in, in that puzzle. Like Ella, what is the, the criteria? What, where, where do we get these halachas from? Call me the Ispe Tainug. Anything that has Tainug, enjoyment, like a physical pleasure, the Ispe Simcha, and it brings gladness, joy, happiness, then Gazer 
Then, if it has both, there's a gzeir darbanan. Avamini de ispe tainog. The last pe simcha, but something that has tainog, but does not have simcha, or you would say it has one without the other, like gazube darbanan, there is no din darbanan. The Mishabur brings down many things that you would assume have both, but it's interesting that we always discuss. Oynik Shabbos versus Simchas Yantif. So you see the Gemara here, it says that they're two different things. And one can think about it. When it comes to Shabbos, there's no specific Indian of drinking wine on Shabbos. Oynik Shabbos, whatever you're, you physically like. Sleeping on Shabbos is called Oynik. Uh, eating a good suda is called Oynik. Those things are called Oynik Shabbos. When it comes to Simchas Yantif, there's a din that person has to drink wine. Some Rishonim say meat as well. There's a certain simcha, a certain joy that comes from meat and wine that's beyond just oinig. Oinig is just a simple physical pleasure. Tuna and crackers could be your uh, oinig Shabbos, but that's not simcha. That's not simcha out of tuna and crackers. So therefore, we see this chiluk, and only something that has tainuk and simcha would be a problem of the azecher, you know, chorban abayis. Okay, and that actually fits well with the shita of the Ramah. The Ramah says that the only time we have a problem of, of uh, listening to music is if it's a bashir yishtiyayin. It's when a person is drinking wine and listening to live music at the same time. We mentioned dvar uh, matikim. We had we mentioned many shirim on this. One of the uh, one of the cases was you had a pesach program, so a CRC uh, certified Pesach program, so this is not this year obviously, a couple years back, where the night before Pesach, so B'dikas Chametz night, when everyone who's not in the hotel was busy doing B'dikas Chametz, so those that were at this uh, uh, upper uh, upper class, high scale Pesach program, they had a big barbecue and a band and everything, so the question was, how do you have live music serving wine? And it's not Yantif. If it's Chalamite, okay, there's a Simchas Yantif there, but there's no, it's not Chalamite, it's the night before Yantif. So whatever they did, maybe they made a seam, I don't know what they did at the end, but that was that share. Okay, let's keep going. Then the Pasuk says, So they, they lie down on, be, on the beds made out of shane or some type of ivory. Stretched out on their on their couches on their cushions. They would urinate in front of their beds while they were not dressed. So the Gemara says, "Megali He laughed at it. He said, "No, there's no way." If that is true, that this is what they were doing, just merely urinating while undressed. Because of that, they went into Galus first. It doesn't make sense. Again, it's not a good thing, but to, to urinate in front of your bed, that itself is going to make you go into Gullus. Can't be. It has to be something worse. Something like Gilearias. People that eat and drink with each other, which already starts, the meal already leads to certain things. They would attach beds one to another. They would swap wives. And their, their beds would be full of that wasn't theirs. So pretty disgusting. And that makes sense that they would go to Gullahs first. So just by the way, we're going to see many Agatha uh, Gemaras on this concept. So people talk about you know, today's dar, it's, it's, you know, there's so many things going on. The truth is, this is, it's not a new thing. Zachar Nekeva is not new, and Gili Arias was definitely part of society. Unfortunately, we were punished for it severely. So that makes sense, according to Rabbi Vo. That's why they went into Golos, based on this whole bed business. I'm Rabbi Vo, from the Masnisa Tana, Shloisha Dvarim, Vines, Adam, Danias. Three things being a person, two Anias, to poverty. Elohim, Hamash Demayan, Bifnei, 
mitasi arim, someone who, who urinates in front of his bed while he's not dressed, someone who doesn't take netilas adayim, washing for a suda seriously, so we'll see which halachas is he uh, not taking care of. So that's also another reason. And a woman, uh, a woman who curses his wife, meaning a man who has been cursed by his wife while he was there in his presence. So that is not good. That is that is going to lead to Aeneas. So we're going to see each thing one at a time. So that's only when a person turn his face toward his bed, meaning there is some type of kedusha, a person's bed, the shechina is there, we have gemaras and brachas, where a person should face all these different halachas, a person urinates there, that is definitely not a good thing, and it leads to aniyah. So just by the way, this is brought down in Shulchan Aruch, Simen Reish Mem Aleph, the last simen in in your uh, Mishnah Bura, Chelek Beis, before it gets to Hilcha Shabbos, so it's Simen Reish Mem Aleph, Reish Mem is a famous simen in Shulchan Aruch discussing the halachas of Tzniyas, halachas of Tashmish, Reish Mem Aleph discusses a person urinating in front of their bed. So you have based on this Gemara. So that's one thing. Let's say he faces outwards, no problem. Even if he's facing his bed, that's only when he urinates on the ground. If he goes into a keli, into a, uh, a bedpan, a, uh, a urinal, no problem. Less lamba, there will be no issue. So what exactly is the Gemara referring to? Someone who does not take Nathilas time seriously. He doesn't wash his hands at all. But if he washes his hands, but he didn't wash them, you know, the the, the required shear, less lamba. That's not when you're going to have Anias. But that's not true. I wash my hands with my hand my hands are full of water, handfuls of water. And because of that, I get handful of tivusa of good. And he was very wealthy. Rebchista was very wealthy. And that's actually brought in Shokhanarch to when you wash your hands, to not be cheap on the shear. And the Bach says it means someone who washes his hands less than the Revius, less than uh, your three ounces. So that's when you have Aeneas. But as long as a person uses that, it wouldn't be Aeneas. The Pais can discuss. The Ali Rabbah says a person shouldn't have in mind when you're washing your hands specifically that I want to get rich. We don't do that. Maybe by tzedakah you could do that. But you didn't typically don't do that. So you could look in Shulchan Aruch. This is all found in Simen. Kuf Nun Ches. Uh, look at the Mishabur there. Brings this down as well. Next, a woman who's a person whose wife curses him in his face, meaning she complains that their husband doesn't buy her any clothing. He, he, she's only able to shop at Walmart and no clothing for her. Now, that's only when he has, he could afford it. If a person can't afford it, so then what is, what is he supposed to do? That He doesn't have the money, he can't afford it. So then it's not his fault. But, well, the truth is, it's not going to bring Tanias. He already isn't honey. But the point is that it's not in the budget. So then, Veloy Avad. But, I'm sorry, but how do you mean who the Islay? This Anias only comes when someone has the money and he specifically doesn't want to take care of his wife. So, because of that, he will, it will lead to Anias. And because of love, he's not giving her what she needs. So I remember seeing this years ago in the, I think it's in the time of Devara, but definitely in the Kabbalah farm, they write that when a, when a husband, it's a, it's a good, it's a good aside for husbands, that when a husband, the way he treats his wife is, it's really based on the Ramam. The Ramam says a person should give his wife more than he really could afford. And for himself, he should spend less. So when the time of Devara writes, when a person always says yes to his wife, 
obviously <laughs> within reason, he always says yes to whatever she wants to spend on. Then he turns to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and he says, "There's a there's there's a few shut from here. I'm taking care of my wife, and you have to take care of me." So it's the opposite of this gemara when a person could afford it, and he says no to his wife. So then you see that is. So perhaps this is the the source, based on the Rambam and the the time of Devarah, that a person should. Try to take care of his wife. That the Bnei Sion were a gavu, they were bali gaiva. What does that mean? become They walk in a become a erect pasture. The the Shulchan says a person is not allowed to walk like that. It's too haughty. The Rishonim say because they would walk very slowly to get attention. With outstretched necks, they would take small steps putting their akev, their heel, bitzad gudo, next to the big toe of the other one. Very, very small steps. So meaning to draw attention, to, to do the uh, the slow walk. And they would steer with their eyes. They would put their, they have their eyes with uh, full of makeup. And umaramzon, they would be flirting with the, with the boys, with the men. So that would be the problem. They would be floating as they walked. There was a tall woman next to a short woman, and it looked like she was floating. So you had this effect where people would look better, and the people would start comparing. So they had a whole way of trying to to flirt with the guys. And with their feet, they would uh, spit out venom. They'd put this uh, some type of perfume in their shoes. They'd walk around the Shuki Yerushalayim into the big streets, into the big uh, the avenues of the cave in So when they found the young boys, not the young boys, but the young men, the yeshiva guys, so the the single boys, they would stamp on the ground and they would spray this perfume over them, and they would literally seduce them and and bring the yitzhahara into them like keres, like the poison with anger or like some type of snake. So that was that was what was going on. Just by the way, it's a fascinating Rashi here. Rashi gives you the implication that it was talking about married women would go around like that. So some of the Akhanim say that according to Rashi, perhaps a single girl could do that. If she's looking to get married, the Gemara Antinus talks about that they would uh, they would go in tuba of trying to look for, for, for boys. So this is uh, already a singles event. So the Paiskim say, if you speak to the, the Paiskim, they'll tell you that everything is within reason. There is a there, of course, a woman who goes on a date in the Shaduchim scene, or a, woman, a girl who's in Shaduchim, she has to take care of herself, she has to look good, but everything has to be within reason. You cannot be a pritzas, pritzas. So how to draw the line? Not not too easy. Figure it out. But um, but it's, it's a fascinating uh, makar. Rashi Rashi says you don't want to go overboard and say they, they shouldn't be looking good for the boys, but on the other hand, that's a very fine line to draw. And... Um, Okay, so I say, Baruch, you know, Shalai Yisani Isha, HaKadosh Baruch did not give me that, that, uh, that Nisayin in life, and I pity, I, I just feel bad for women. They have to figure out that line of looking good, on one hand, on the other hand, not uh, going overboard. Okay, next, my Puranuse, what was this, uh, what was the punishment? So, instead of the boysim, instead of the perfume, there will be mak or uh, some type of decay of the body. So, where they would perfume themselves, that became full of decay. And instead of the chagara, the belt, there was bruising. The place where they would 
they would put the belt on, that became full of karcha. And instead of uh, jewelry, uh, of the, the carved things like jewelry, they would have karcha baldness. What does that mean? The place where they would put all these jewelry, like their heads, nasa karachim karachim became bald. Uh, they, they became bald, so that was the punishment. Next, Vesachas Pesigil Macharesak. Instead of Pesigil, uh, they had Macharesak, this uh, sackcloth. Pesachim, what does that mean? Pesachim Hamavila de Gila, so the openings, meaning Oisamakim, that brought Gila to joy, Yilu Macharesak. That ended up being uh, sackcloth. Kitachas Yoifi, Amrabah Hainadam Inchi, Chilufe Shufra Kiva. In exchange for Shufra, for beauty, Kiva ended up being. Uh, sores, affliction. So you see all the punishments. It was like me, the connected me, the showing that you're you're flaunting your body. So it ends up that a person like that, the the women. This is uh, the navi saying that it was the punishment that the women got for for uh, seducing the men. What does it mean? That the women got saras. You see the, the concept of sipach, that's also uh, referring to saras. They were poured out like a uh, kitten, a pitcher full of blood, either damnida or other stuff. Their pesachin, oisamakim became like a yard, became like a forest. Amrav Yehuda, Amrav Anshi Yishlam, Anshi Shachat. Tell you, the men of Yishlam were men of Shachat, meaning they they looked as if they were you know upper class and had a, you know sophisticated way of talking, but really they were they were really low lives. Adam Oymel Chaver, a person would tell his friend, "Oh, so uh, what did you eat? With, what did you eat today?" But pas amila, I pas in amila. Did you have uh, bread that was amila? It was uh, kneaded dough. I pas in amila, or that was not kneaded. So what Rashi says, they're talking about tashmish. And how do they refer to this? Was it a used, you know, bread? Was it was the girl a uh, uh, was the girl a pesula uh, or a baula? That's what they referred to. So they would use these code words, but they were literally. Uh, having disgusting conversation. B'yayin gardli, did you use gardli wine? Or b'yayin chardli, or chardli wine? So Rashi says, shachar or levana, was she dark, was she was she white? Different questions they would ask. The mesa of rachav, mesa of katzer, was it a wide couch, a narrow couch? Meaning as if you're asking about where you ate, but really they were talking about the, the woman herself, uh, uh, talking about was she was she was she wide? Was she thin? Was it was it good? Was it bad? But basically, they're making believe they're asking questions about going out to eat. Instead, they're asking questions about about Ashes Ish, about Znos, and terrible things. And that brings the we had this Gemara. The Gemara said earlier in Shabbos, I think it's Lav Lama Gimel. It brings Chorbel Oilam. So you see, this would happen. And this whole discussion was Liznos. Let's get to the Mishnah. So Rachava said in the name of Yehuda, "Atzir Yishlam shall kinam and hayu." The uh, the wood they would use for for fuel for their ovens in Yishlam was made out of kinamin, which is cinnamon. When they would burn it, recha noidib chalat sol. It smelled great in all of our soul. Mishachav Yishlam, but when Yishlam was destroyed, Nignazu they hid these kinamin. We say this in Peter Maktoris when Ishtayr Elokis Ira only a barley grain remained in Mishtakach Bagazoi did Tzimtzimoy Malkusa. It's found in the treasures in the storehouses of this Tzimtzimoy Malkusa. That was her name, uh, and that's where you're going to find this cinnamon. Cinnamon. 
So, Ayin uh, Sham, look there. So that is the end of the Sugya. So, Mertesham, tomorrow we'll get to the next Daf. Daf Samach Gimel. And we'll start with the Mishnah of La Ish.